This episode of MB's Five for the Hive was originally recorded on August 25th, 2021. And in this episode, you're going to hear my friend Rick uh, talking from home. We interviewed from his house and his daughter was sick that day. And so as we do as parents, he stayed home and made sure she was okay. But you will hear the iPad in the background, a little bit of her sometimes. So work through it, work through the distraction because his answers to these questions are worth it. Thanks. My name is Megan Brett Hamilton, and I'm the host of the podcast, Honeybee Connection by MB, where I talk about language, culture, communication, and identity. At the end of my conversation with my guests, I ask them five questions. I ask them the same five questions. Here's what they said. You have time for me to ask you five questions? I know she wants to eat lunch. Mm-hmm. Is that okay? Okay. <laughs> we'll see how okay. many good questions we can get. Okay. So that was awesome. So... That's, that you had so much in there that I have to figure out how to make it perfect. Right, right. <laughs> okay, so this is MB's five for the hive. These are five questions that I ask everyone because it's just my area of interest. The first one is, how do you define race, and what race do you identify with? <laughs> I'm black. <laughs> I'm not African-American. I'm a Negro. On my birth certificate, it says black. But that's the thing about being black. It changes so much. Uh, Like, my parents were colored. (laughs) My brother, who's a few years older, he happened to fall in the Negro area. And I'm black. You know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like, I got younger members of my family who are probably African-American. I don't know. Uh But, um, but, uh, yeah, I'm black. Okay. And how do you define it? Part? How do you define how race? How do I define it? I define race, really racist culture. Um, and it's based on commonality in appearance and, and origin, you know, land of origin. But the origin, in so many cases, goes way back. You know, like... There are Dominicans who may not say they're black, but hey, I'm looking at you, man. You look like me, except you speak Spanish. You know, <laughs> there are people who come to, to, to New York and America or whatever and separate themselves based on being Haitian, being Trinidadian, being Jamaican, whatever. But we all can trace it back to Africa, you know, or to some ancestors who came from Africa or whatever. So I'm like, so there's a combination of the origin and the culture, but also black is so, so vast. And so it's like, it's like, we all have our individual, it's like, it's like no black, no two blacks are the same. You know what I'm saying? As much as we may have so much in common, it's always something different. You know, it's like, yeah, I love old school soul music, but I can sing you some Tears for Fears and Duran Duran. And, you know, I can, you know, and I can sing some Bon Jovi. I can sing some gospel. I can sing, uh, you know, all kinds of things. But but not every last single Black person knows all the songs I know. I don't know all the songs every other Black person knows. Right. So it's, it's it's, it's origin, it's culture, and it's just an individual thing that each of us has. But it, awesome. the thing that, that usually bonds us with black is oppression. Sad, mm-hmm. sad to say, it's like the thing that always makes you know that you're black, <laughs> all those black people who act like they're, they're special, it's that come to Jesus moment when you get treated like a mm-hmm. nigger. 
All right, next question. Is there, no, that's not how I word it. Good job, Megan Brett. What's the right way to speak? From your heart. Speak how you feel. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's funny that you should ask that question. When I first started doing comedy, I did not curse in my act. And for many years, I didn't curse in my act. And I, my late friend, Todd Lynn, I started hanging out with him. And Todd was like, we hung out one time, we had a gig. And going to the gig, uh, he was like, you had me laughing so hard. It's like, you're funny on stage, but it's like the funny I saw in the car is different. And I was like, he's like, why? I said, why don't you talk like that on stage? Why don't you? And, and I thought about it. When I first started doing comedy, I was also singing in the Maryland Gospel Choir. So it was like, I was very aware of performing in the same area where I sung gospel music. And I just didn't think it was a good look to be singing Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then opening my comedy act with, hey, how y'all motherfuckers doing? So um, I didn't curse. And, you know, and and I kind of stayed with that for a while. And but as time progressed, I realized that the only reason I was doing it was because of those early reasons and also mm. my concern about how it reflected on my parents. And my father had already passed by this time. And so my mother was my only concern. So I reached out there and said, Mom, I really want to explore more of, of what I am as a comedian. And you know I curse sometimes. She's heard me, she's heard me do it. You know, I don't not it's not gratuitous or anything. And uh, but she's heard it and um I said, how would you feel if I curse on stage? She said, I, you know, I know you curse sometimes. She's like, as long as it's not gratuitous. And um, okay. so that opened me up. And, and now I'm a firm believer in saying the words you feel as you feel it. It's like people try to act like, well, if you curse, you don't have much of a vocabulary. Studies have shown that the most intelligent people actually do curse. Um, <laughs> and... And I've just found that sometimes we try to be so precious and we're like, no, just be real. Just be true. It's like, you know, and like I said, growing up Christian, you have this whole, it's like so much of what we do is for what it looks like to other people. Mm -hmm. And if mm. other people can't understand that I am, you know, grown ass man. And sometimes I say shit instead of poop, you know, and sometimes if I stub my foot, I might say a word that I wouldn't say at my children's school, right. but it's all about, you know, not it's, it's a, well, the appropriate time to say things, but sometimes you got to say what you got to say, no matter where you are, no matter who's listening, because they need to understand where you're coming from. They need to yes. know, you yeah. know, like a minute ago when I said nigga was, be, it was because that was the right word for that time, right. <laughs> you know, and it's like, and I get it, it's not for everybody, right? you know, no. but, but it's a lot of things. It's not for everybody. So you choose what's right for you. Let's not police how other people talk, but say how you feel, what you feel, when you feel it, and say it from the heart. I love that you just said, let's not police how other people talk. I like that. Mm, okay. So basically you answered number three, which was how you just, how would you describe the way you talk? So you answered that. Yeah. Here's number four. What does your hair mean to you? Um, well, as you can see, my hair is a little different than it used to be. Um, I used to have a short, very, you know, just very, you know, just like, you know, if it got two weeks past and I didn't have a haircut, I was just, oh man, you know, but, um, 
I'm working on not feeling about feeling beautiful, no matter what my hair looks like. You know, I know that sometimes we think of that as something that's associated with women, but it's like um, in the black community, it all comes back to black. Um, presentation has been so much a part of, you know, once again, so much of what we do is based on how we look to white people. And, um, you know, so for years dealing with that whole trying to make sure that I, you know, you didn't, you didn't look like the riffraff, you know, mm-hmm. I want to be one of the good ones, mm-hmm. you know? And so now it's like, for me, I'm just like, it's about, it's about being free to be who I am and being free to feel that I'm beautiful. Even if my hair isn't as neat or as, and I use my quotation, I know, as neat, professional, yep. Right. You know, it's like, you know, how come professional is based on how other people's hair grows out of their hair, out of their mm-hmm. head and not how my hair grows out of my head. So um, I'm just all about just trying to find the beauty in myself. And that's right. where my hair comes in. OK. And this is the last one. Why do you think some people have a difficult time learning how to read? How do people have a difficult time learning how to read? You know what? I think um, that we have <laughs> made intelligence. We we've associated intelligence with us with one way of learning and one way of communicating. And what happens is people who don't fall in line with that within the first few years of their life are probably, uh, yeah, not probably, are made to feel like they are unintelligent. Um, and this is, uh, this really hits home with me. I have a 12-year-old son who has autism and ADHD who doesn't read. And one thing I've learned through him is the amount of intelligence it takes to navigate the world and not know how to read is probably a level of intelligence that most people who can read don't have. You know, so it's like sometimes you you learn how to read saved you from having to really be as intelligent as you could be or as intelligent as the person that you're judging because of their inability to read. Because not being able to read is not as, as simple as intelligence. It's, you know, everybody's brain works differently. And, you know, some people with very beautiful minds have to figure out other ways to communicate and navigate this world. All right. I like it. Thank you very much, Rick Younger. (laughs) Thank you for Uh, having me. I'm so excited for this. Um, Yeah. So I'll make sure that I tell everyone, you know, what you're doing next, the movies you're doing, the commercials you're doing, Broadway. um, I'll make sure that I get all the information from you and put it in there. Is there anything else you want to share with me? I think we're good. I think we're good. Thanks for having me. And uh, feel free to figure out how to edit as many coughs. Sorry. See, I'll give you another, another few coughs. I should have laughed at your ass, but I'm sorry. I should have laughed at it.